Before we get into today's episode, we want you to check out Swagoo and Perk, a new ESPN podcast led by its namesake host, former NFL veteran and analyst Marcus Spears, that's my man Swagoo, and NBA champion Big Perk, with new episodes every Tuesday morning. Spears and Perkins will bring listeners the latest NBA and NFL news, as well as a look inside their lives, career journey, with can't-miss conversations, and welcome in top sports and celebrity guests. That's Swagoo and Perk. Listen wherever you get your podcasts and also available at ESPN's YouTube channel. Also, we are so excited about our new weekday studio show, NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews. Tipping off the start of the NBA season with exclusive content Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Alongside Malika, there will be a full cast of NBA experts and insiders, including Kendrick Perkins, Cheney Agumake, Vince Carter, Zach Lowe, Woj, Ramona Shelbourne, and many of our NBA reporters from around the league. Get caught up with the latest from around the NBA on NBA Today, 3 Eastern, noon Pacific on ESPN and the ESPN app. One app, one tap, and also available as a podcast. Listen to NBA Today wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to a brand new episode of DC and RC. I'm Daniel Cormier. That's Ryan Clark. And it was a crazy week in New York City. Your boy was busy, but mm-hmm. I'm so happy to be home. How you do, my brother? I gotta be honest though. I miss being in the studio with you. Last Man. week, they they teased us a little bit, right? It was, it was a teaser. <laughs> Hey, listen, the only thing I hated about last week was the fact that I let you beat me in Papa Shot. But as far as the show goes, the show was amazing. I love being with you. The chemistry is so great when you're here. I'm even over the fact that you cheat all the time because now (laughs) I've just decided that anytime we do a top five list, it's going to be a top 10 list, DC. I'm going to add. Oh, don't cheat. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Hey, listen, don't be that guy. Listen, Ryan, don't be that guy. Are people telling the New England Patriots not to cheat when they have six championships? No. <laughs> Deflategate, championship. <laughs> Spygate, championship. And even though I still beat you every time we do a list, no. I see now that you don't play fair. So this is going to be the equivalent of get A. This is going to be the equivalent of low blows. This is going to be the equivalent <laughs> of eye pokes. I'm doing it all from here on out. And they're not going to deduct Wait. points because they never Ryan, deduct points from you. Hey. Brian, is what it Brian, is. don't be that guy. It is what it is. Brian, don't be that guy. It is what Brian, it is, man. don't be that guy. Play by the rules. You play within the rules. You play within the rules. Now, Ryan, last week, for as busy as New York was for me, as busy as Abu Dhabi was, it all culminated with a massive card at Madison Absolutely. Square Garden. Headlined by the Nigerian nightmare, Kamaru Usman, who has now won 15 fights in a row mm-hmm. to start his UFC career. Dude is tremendous. And earlier, he took some time. Usman was back in Florida yesterday. Right. He's now back up in New York for a magazine shoot that he has with GQ when you magazine. Dress like I that, know you man. saw the outfit. When you dress like that, you that outfit. boy stay clean now. <laughs> hey, this boy be clean, don't he? Yes, this sir. This boy be clean. He's back in New York. He was so kind enough to take some time to join me for a few minutes. And earlier, I sat down with the champ, Kamaru Usman. Guys, and now I am joined. By the Nigerian nightmare, my man, Kamaru Usman. Hey, we always hit him with that one, right, Usman? Hit him with it a little bit. Just a little bit. Come on. <laughs> a, I don't do it good. You guys, I don't really do it good. You got to get the shoulder, I'm trying, the shoulder in the back. Because the reality is, 
because the reality is I ain't I haven't gotten my African cards yet. I mean, I've been applying, I've been applying and applying and applying. I still ain't got mine. Look like Francis got his. He wear that nice outfit every time yeah. I see him. You, Izzy got his. Your big bodyguard looking brother got his. I mean, so everybody yeah. got theirs but me. What I gotta do? Yo, we're trying to get. We, you know, you just gotta speak with the brasses and try to get the UFC <laughs> to understand that. Hey, we gotta go to the motherland. And while we we get that set up. DC, right away, you're going to stamp your passport. We're going to get you in there. We're going to get you your car. My brother. My brother, I appreciate it. Listen, last weekend, we are in the world's most famous arena, Madison Square. You make the walk last, as confident as can be, against a guy that is clearly the number two welterweight in the world, Colby Covington. You guys had another absolute classic. How are you feeling two days removed from such a tremendous performance? I feel good. I, um, you know... Of course, you have the, the bumps and bruises here and there. But, D.C., you can attest to this. Nothing feels as good as this pain right here that you feel right now. That pain, that, that, that tightness and that, 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 you know, back hurt, arms hurt, legs hurt. Nothing feels as good as this pain when you've gone out there and accomplished your mission. So, you know, once again, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the competition because you need a dance partner. And he was the right dance partner. And I was glad we were able to put on a, a, an amazing performance for the people at MSG. Were you surprised at his approach early? Because it almost seemed like he was a bit tentative because he was fearful. Not fearful, but very aware of the power or the new power that you have now generated. Were you surprised that it wasn't that overwhelming pressure like we felt in fight one? A little bit. I was a little bit surprised, but... And, uh, and then again, you know, he went to a new team that was, that was, you know, better strategically. Like you could tell that they did their due diligence and they were trying to set me up for something that they, they expected the old fighter from fight one. So they planned for that fighter and their strategy was designed for that fighter. What they didn't understand is that I was a completely different fighter. I know how to mm-hmm. control, control range now. I know how to keep balance in my shots and I know how to keep them away. And when I want to get in close and really touch them with those big shots, I know how to do that now. Thanks to Trevor Whitman. So I think they were surprised. He was surprised once he got in there and I wasn't that same guy because every time he threw a shot just to try to set up the takedown, I wasn't there. And and I know that that really surprised them. You know, in round two, you heard him bad. Did you think you were about to get him out? And how much longer do you, I mean, how much credit do you give Colby Covington for not only surviving that, but coming back into the next round and actually putting together a decent round because you had him hurt real bad? Yeah, he, he's an amazing competitor. I mean, he recovered so fast. I, I just watched the fight back over, and and, and from that second uh, shot that dropped him, he recovered so fast and was so intelligent enough to go to the wrestling. He went straight to the wrestling. He was able to grab a leg. And I was surprised at just how, how much wit he's, he was still there, how much he was still there to grab the leg, go to the single, and hide the head to where he didn't take those big shots because I wanted to put him out. You know, one, like I said, I, I'm kind of like a giant. Once I start to grow and grow and grow, it's almost impossible to, to stop what I want to do. And, um, yeah, he regrouped, uh, of course, with some help from his corners. He regrouped and uh, <laughs> and uh, came back strong in the third round to where I had to go back to the, the, the game plan and stay composed and try to find another shot. You fought behind that jab beautifully. 
um, the right hand didn't land as effectively as it has in the previous fights, but the left hook was landing off of the jab this time. Now, Usman, you know, we share very familiar friends. Uh, Kobe Covington might have a few friends in this fraternity. Usman, you know where I'm going here. Hey, are we don't giving, go there. Are, don't Usman, even go Are we giving to Usman? Are we giving to? Are okay. we giving to see, now. on the takedown? Because see. look, you took off running to try to get away from that takedown once he got behind you. Are we giving to Usman? Okay. See now. See now. DC. We wrestled in a different era. We wrestled in okay. a different era to where you know that that the transition and then the, the you know the time, the transition time between these these takedowns and the control. It's different. Okay. Nowadays, it's okay. very, very different to where they're letting these guys wrestle through these positions to really oh. have to secure that takedown. And, oh. uh, you know, and unfortunately, you know, he just really didn't hey. secure that takedown to where it was still, you know, it's 50-50. Some referees, that, that's, we're still neutral there. Some referees, <laughs> we're still hey. neutral. So two, it's hey, a, look at I, <laughs> two takedown. Up there, it was two. But listen, it's okay. You got back up. You ain't got a takedown of your own. Now, Usman, when you look forward at the division, what excites you? Because now you're essentially running backwards, right? You you finished mile number one, and now you're running it again. You're running back through the competition. Leon Edwards has a fight in December against Jorge Masvidal. He wins. He would seem like the next guy, but. Hamzat Chumayev is as exciting a prospect in his division as we've seen in a while. And John Ennick said something so great. He goes, if you have to send one welterweight out there to compete with Kamaru Usman, many would send out Colby Covington because everybody else feels like they're up against it against you. But when you look at these guys in the division, what's next for Kamaru Usman? This is for all you men out there and you are tired of losing your hair. We got a solution for you. Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. Convenient virtual doctor cons consultations and medications delivered straight to you door every three months. You don't have to even leave your house. It's low cost. Treatments start at $10 per month. And Keeps offers generic versions as well. It comes in discreet packaging with proven results. And Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. Prevention is key. Treatments can take four to six months to see results, so act fast. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to Keeps dot com slash dc to receive your first month of treatment for free that's right slash dc because rc has hair that's keeps.com <laughs> slash dc to get your first month free keeps.com slash dc you know what makes modelo special it's brewed for those with the fighting spirit you wouldn't expect anything less from the official beer of the ufc ryan modelo was the underdog it came from humble beginnings and it never gave up it's brewed from premium hops to create a crisp Pilsner-style lager would set the standard for authentic Mexican beer. So the next time you're tuning into a UFC fight card, make sure you've got the beer that's always in your corner. Modelo. It's brewed for those with the fighting spirit. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. You know, before the before one, you know, my attention is all to that guy. But now, looking at the division, there's some, there's some matchups there. Um... Leon Edward goes out and gets the job done. I mean, and as heated as this rivalry is with uh, Masvidal, he goes out there and starts his Masvidal. Leon Edwards is a bona fide star. Like, that's a fight that has to happen. He hasn't lost since he fought me the first time. And, and that, that's, 
that's what people are going to want to see if he's able to go out there and really do what he's supposed to do with Masvidal. Also, you can't forget Vicente Luque. Vicente is, yeah. I mean, he's as, as, as battle-chested as anybody. He's as fun of a fighter as anybody. And so with this new, the way that I fight now and, and, and where I'm at, Vicente Luque is another exciting prospect. That's that's a fight that that exciting contender, I should say. That's another fight that that could potentially take place. So, you know, they, the, I'm just waiting for these guys to really step up. You know, these guys got to step up and show the world that hey, I'm that next guy. And right now, you know, they're they're kind of right there in in, in the fold. You know, trying to break through. And I'm just gonna kind of sit back and and uh, let these guys break through and definitely make a case for themselves. But right now, the most important thing is my daughter. You know, I need mm-hmm. to I need to give her some time. I got to take her somewhere. Yes, there's nothing like it. So you know, just spending that time with her and, and really reconnecting with her is, is the most important thing to me. Hey, Usman, my man, you headlined the world's greatest arena. You are killing it in this championship reign. You are now entering into legendary goat conversations. Congratulations! Spend some time with that beautiful daughter of yours, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, DC. I appreciate it. Great catching up to Kamaru Usman. Now, look, when you look at these two and their resumes, Usman is already starting to pass George St. Pierre. Now, he hasn't caught him up in the title fight wins quite yet, but Usman has a ton of time before he actually tries to pass GSP. Now, Ryan, here's one thing. This is why Usman's, this is why Usman's career hasn't matched it yet. GSP got a title fight, two fights in his UFC career. Mm-hmm. Usman went nine times because nobody, and I'm repeating, nobody wanted to fight Kamaru. Mm-hmm. And now he's starting to build that resume. So when you look at him versus George St. Pierre, Dana said it on Saturday, he feels he's the greatest welterweight of all time. What do you think as a guy that watched George St. Pierre and holds him in such high regard and now watching Kamaru Usman. What's so crazy is I was having this discussion the week leading up to the fight, you know, with people who I actually know more about the UFC than not people as as well-versed as you, DC. And we were talking about GSP as maybe the greatest fighter of all time. You have to put him up there with the Habib Nurmagomedovs, with the John Joneses, with the DCs. And so now Kamaru Usman is entering that conversation. I think what it's going to come down to is starting to look at the records of the people that George St. Pierre defended his title against and kind Mm -hmm. of the esteem that we held those guys in. When you have people, you know, when you look at guys like Matt Hughes and the Josh Koscheks and the different different fighters, how do they compare to the Jorge Masvidal's? How do they they compare to the Gilbert Burns, to the Kobe Covingtons, to taking a belt from a guy like Tyron Woodley? But when you think of Kamaru Usman's dominance, he seems like the more dominant fighter for me. When I watch Kamaru Usman, I've never seen him in trouble, DC. I've, I've never watched a fight, even with the type of pressure that Kobe Covington put on him in the first fight. I didn't look at it and say, you know what? Kamaru's in trouble. Kamaru's been rocked, right? This is a round mm-hmm. I feel like he could be taken out. And I think to me, that's been the huge difference between Usman's reign and George St. Pierre's. You know, for me, Ryan, I think it boils down to this. How many of those guys that George beat would Colby Covington lose to? I don't think any of them. I think Colby Covington beats just about every guy that was on the resume of George St. Pierre. Mm, okay. And because of that, I hold Usman in such high regard. 
because he's beaten them twice. Right. There are a lot of times where you look at these matchups and you look at the guys that Usman has now gone through, and now he's starting to go back through the top of the rankings because he has been so dominant. You really start to take and put into terms who Kamaru Usman has been. But again, I hold Colby Covington so high. He beat a great Colby Covington on Saturday for the second time. A trained Colby. A Colby that was prepared to beat Kamaru Usman, and Usman handled it like an absolute pro. Yeah. But when you watch this man walk to the octagon, when you watch this man from the pressers to the media, he is just a champion through and through, right? Yeah. I mean, it's championship thoughts in the style. It's right. championship thoughts in the answers. Yep. The, the confidence that he walks. Who walks to the octagon as confident as Kamaru Usman? And when you look at the welterweight division, it's still hard to picture someone that didn't get the guy. Because, yeah. Ryan, if I told you right now, champ, if I said to you, champ, Super Bowl champ, Ryan Clark, the man, <laughs> if I told you, pick one guy, Ryan, pick one guy right now to you go can't. in there you cannot. and beat Kamara Usman. But, you know, you got to say, hey, Ryan, there's a dog, <laughs> there's a little dog, right. that if you don't pick one dude to go out there and save that dog's life, you got to pick one. Who are you going to pick? Kamara Usman. Most people gonna pick that dude. I'm picking... No, I'm talking about to beat Usman. Oh, I to beat Usman. You, I mean, people... they gonna pick. They, I, I think right now, even with all that we've seen, most people would pick Hamzat Chamaya. I, I think yes. that I, I think that that would be the guy that you would put in the octagon with Kamara Usman. As you said, is not going to be scared. That is going mm -hmm. to try to take the fight to him. And one of the people who truly believes that if he gets Kamara Usman to the mat that he could submit him, that he could overpower mm -hmm. him, that he could beat him. And so many times when you look at the opponents, when you look at the fighters, they seem overwhelmed by Kamaru Usman's sheer size, power, yep. and explosiveness. I don't think we get that with Hamzat Chemaev. But has he done enough, DC? If, if this fight yeah. is made, will UFC fans, will other UFC fighters be in the uproar? Can he jump a guy like Leon Edwards if he beats Jorge Masvidal? And that's where the politics of the UFC comes into play. Because if you tell me right now, Kamaru Usman goes, spends time with his daughter, when he feels like it's time to defend his belt again, if you say right now Hamzat Chemaev has the opportunity, has the fight, you will get no argument from me. And if I didn't mm -hmm. work at ESPN and if Glenn didn't hook me up with ESPN Plus, I'd pay money <laughs> to see it too. Yeah, for sure. But, 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 you know, if it was me, honestly, RC, it would have probably been the guy that was in there last weekend, Colby Covington, because he's shown that he can compete. But now if you got to pick a new guy, I think it is Chemaev because of the style of the matchup, the wrestling ability, and the size. I think Jemayev would be one of those guys that isn't too small for Kamara Usman. Look, Leon Edwards fought well when he was able to stay standing against Usman the first time. But, dude, that was years ago. Right. Usman today is a much different fighter. And, honestly, we cannot forget about Vicente Luque. Vicente Luque has now put together a fantastic streak, but they've trained together. Usman probably knows right. that he can uh, go with him very well right. as the old Kamara Usman. Imagine this new and improved Kamaru Usman. Right. So if you have to choose one guy, John Anik said that, man, and he was like, I said I'd probably send Kobe back in there because I thought Kobe would have the best chance. But if you got to pick a new guy, you got to look at the matchup, and it's Hamzat Chemaev. Yep. And for me, it's mostly about the confidence. But as Kamaru said, guys think they know and recognize the strength, Ryan, until they're in there. And they're yeah, like, wow, this is much more different than I yeah. thought. Right? It's like having a guy. 
right? You've tackled Marshawn Lynch before. Yeah. You look at Marshawn and go, I'm going to run through this dude. This dude ain't running me over. But then when you make contact with him, you're like, wow, he's a big dude. I think that's what they feel when they come into contact with Kamara Usman in the clinch and the striking and everything that goes on into a fight. Yeah. Chemayev will not feel that because he has the ability and size to compete at even at middleweight. Well, you know, you mentioned uh, Kobe Covington in the second fight. I thought Kobe was a little more hesitant maybe because of that power, maybe because of that sheer size. Then we saw him in fight number one, and eventually it goes to the cards, and, you know, Kamar Usman wins the decision. But in the co-main event, Rose Namajunas uh, against uh, Zhang Wei Li, we went to the cards again, and this was a fight. We were all back and forth on text messages. You know, you kind of jump in when you can, and you're not commentating, giving <laughs> us, you know, great color. But when you look at this fight, and you look at what Rose was able to accomplish in defending her belt this time not letting the weight of the championship belt overwhelm her how do you feel about what you saw from her on Saturday and what does that say about this division and her as a champion moving forward you know Ryan it seems like she's much more comfortable in this second title reign right reign because she beat a tough Zhang Wei Li mm-hmm. Zhang Wei Li was as prepared as she can be she was good in wrestling her striking looked good she was much more patient she was very aware but Rose Namajunas just pieced together a fight over the course of 25 minutes that got the job done. And I think Rose made an adjustment midway through the fight where she got a takedown. The first time she got on top, it was in a scramble. It was off of Wei Li's takedown attempt. Rose ended up on top and realized, like, wait a minute, she can't get up. Or she's not even trying to get up. And when you look at the scores, and it's 48-47, 48-47, it would tell me that it came down to round five. And in round five... Rose got a takedown with four and a half minutes left, dominated the match, the ground on the, the fight on the ground, and then ultimately kept her championship. So I love the maturity that Rose Namajuna showed. She's out there, RC. I'm the best. Yeah. I'm the best. That reassurance that she gives herself before the bell goes, once that fight goes, man, she is a absolute savage. Yeah, I, I thought in watching the fight, I thought it was clear that Rose won the fight. And I thought it was not only her ground control late in the fight in the fifth round, but I also thought as long as she stayed at range in the stand-up, that Zhang Weili didn't really do a ton. I thought the, the length kept her at bay. And even when she was taken down, she didn't absorb a lot of strikes on the ground. There wasn't a lot of damage done by the challenger. Mm-hmm. And so I think in the end, that's why she ends up winning. But now Rose has defended her belt. And Rose said that Carla Esparza is probably the next logical step for her as an yeah. opponent. What do you think about that? You know what, Ryan? It's like, it's like, man, it's so hard when you talk about these matchups because all I can point to is Carla fighting Rose way back in the day. Mm-hmm. But at that point, Ryan, Rose, Rose couldn't defend takedowns. Right. So Carla literally just beat her up to become the champion. But today, Rose is a different person. And when you have a person that, or a fighter, that holds the advantage in the striking, but they cannot wrestle, you can see the wrestler win the fight. Carla has improved in her stand-up, but not to the level that Rose has improved in her takedown defense. So if this fight is just spent standing, you would imagine Rose would hold the advantage. It's a great fight. It's a fantastic fight, and Carla deserves to fight for the championship. I just yeah. know that what Rose has now had on multiple occasions with Joanna Young Jacek, yep. with Zhang Wei Li, it doesn't resonate as much to the person that's just outside of the sport. It doesn't resonate as much to the to the to the casual fan opposed to the hardcore fan 
because Carla is a meat and potatoes type of right. fighter. She wants to take you down and wear you down, beat you up. It's not always as exciting as some of Nama Yunus's performances have been. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you kind of talk about what the fight looked like before and who Rose Nama Yunus was then. Isn't this kind of part of her story, though? Like part of her of her journey, right? Where you can kind of swing back full circle and see how much she's improved, see how much she's changed, see how much more confident she is in the octagon and the different things that she's added to her game to truly become a champion. I think we saw some of those things in the fight on Saturday, and I was interested to see what happened when it got into the championship rounds and obviously we've seen Rose be there before but as the champion how would she respond and I thought she responded in a way that told us that she's not only the best but she believes she's the best and this will just be another step uh, toward that and beautifully Ryan she responded beautifully she did a great job of fighting and honestly you know that she wants to be there because if she didn't, Ryan, she would have packed it in in round four and round five. And Absolutely. maybe earlier, as a younger fighter, she may not have been as intent mm-hmm. to keep that championship. Well, listen, DC, don't you have an ad read over there, man? I mean, are, you gonna, do. are we going to do, do our job? I mean, you teeing me up? You going to see me up? <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you something, Marcy. You know what makes Modelo special? It's brute for those with the fighting spirit. You wouldn't expect anything less from the official beer of the UFC. Ryan, Modelo was the underdog. It came from humble beginnings and it never gave up. It's brewed from premium hops to create a crisp Pilsner-style lager would set the standard for authentic Mexican beer. So the next time you're tuning into a UFC fight card, make sure you've got the beer that's always in your corner. Modelo. It's brewed for those with the fighting spirit. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Well, DC, I got to give a little shout out to our friends at St. Bonaventure. When you think of the best of the best in sports journalism, who do you think of? I think of Tim Bontomps. I think of Rainer Banks at ESPN. I think of Michael Vaccaro of the New York Post, Rachel Axon from USA Today, and of course, Adrian Wojnarowski of the Woj Pod. Y'all know our guy Woj. He drops bombs. St. Bonaventure University leveraged the insights from this successful alumni group to develop their online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism program. These days, it's not enough to be skilled in traditional news reporting. Journalists need a variety of digital competencies like social media storytelling, podcasting, mobile experiences, and more. St. Bonaventure understands what it takes to be this modern-day journalist and how to tell compelling stories. The St. Bonaventure Sports Journalism Master's Program is 100% online, has several start dates throughout the year, and can be completed in as few as 18 months. Visit SBU journalism.com to follow your passions for athletics and story to storytelling today. That's SBU journalism.com. Now, DC. Hey, hey, hey Ryan, 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 Ryan. What's up, dog? Boy, they got all kind of ads today. I would, we, hey. we make you money out here. Hey, Yo, you know why? That's what happens when we're in studio together, DC. I don't no, know if I got to move to Cali. You got to come back to Louisiana. Don't. But this is what hey, we have don't. to do. It's too much money, huh? Don't. Yeah, hey, the man, the man knocking you upside your head over in California. Hey, hey, DC, I already know that, and that is not, and that is way too much money for a soccer dad or a volleyball dad like myself. But speaking <laughs> oh, of dads, no, no, we, you're a Super Bowl champion. Hey, let's not be crazy. Hey, man, speaking of dads, I know you have the daddest man on the planet shirt. I am, but somebody am. truly is the daddest man on the planet, and he's my best friend, the guy that watches the show <gasps> because I'm his USO. Max Holloway. And so it's going to be a delight to welcome my guy to the show. But I got a little something for you, DC, before we get there. 
I like this dude. He's funny. He's really quirky. And we just have fun together. We are adults, but we act like children. But the amount of soda this guy drank. <laughs> you would think he was sponsored by Dr. Pepper, the good dog. It's not fair. DC is the size of a cow already. No! In the morning of the fight, I sneezed. And I blew my back out. Oh, he doesn't make fun of me. Did you guys not hear what he just said? He said he sneezed and he threw out his back. Hey, hey, Max, you can't even spell my name right. We're supposed to be friends for years. Where's the R in Cormier, Max Holloway? I feel like a father. You be quiet. You shut your mouth, DC. Oh, my God. I'm coming for your job at the desk. I'm coming for your job at Detailed. Everything. I'm taking it all, DC. Hey, oh my goodness. That is what it's about. Look at the tail of the tape here, DC. Obviously, Max is more handsome. Max is younger. Your record is a little better, but we're going to say that you might have picked some of your fights in a different way. You have a little reach on him, and you certainly outweigh him. Now, listen. <laughs> Listen, we saw him in your shoes, DC. He even looked better <laughs> in your shoes. And now that this is the Max oh and God. the RC show, I think it's time for Max to come in and meet a real Uso. Meet somebody who loves to go to Hawaii. Meet somebody who loves to go to Samoa. See, you don't even go to these parts, DC. They don't accept you oh there. Oh, my goodness. So, Max, tell hey. me, tell me hey. why DC always hates on you on this show, bro. And I got to constantly have your back. Man, because that... I'm the daddest man on the planet. He can't, uh, he can't come to agreement with himself, and uh, and he's probably mad that. I mean, I need to, I need to start getting like ten percent from this guy. I the reason why he got Dr Pepper is because of me. So you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I don't know what's going on. Hey Max, Max, there are three people on the screen right now. One's wearing a five thousand dollar suit. One's wearing a, a sweat top. Only one man's wearing a daddest man on the planet t-shirt. You know what I'm saying? So as I have been crowned the daddest man on the planet multiple occasions. But Max, I got to tell you, man, thank you for joining us. I appreciate you giving us the time, especially during this big fight week. Uh, no, thank you guys for having me. Now, Max, you're going into the fight this weekend. Yair Rodriguez. You know, you don't have to fight anybody. But we find ourselves on the cusp of another title fight. You could have sat and waited. Mm -hmm. Volkanovski was ready to fight you already. Why fight Yair Rodriguez right now? I mean, simple, you know. Everyone, every time, everywhere, you know. There, <laughs> there, there's this long line. There's this long line at the elevator. And uh, I, I, I'm an elevator guy. You know, there's no line at the stairs. You guys can meet me at the stairs, you know. I sat down with my team. We talked about this fight, and we all looked at each other, and we said, yep. We all came to agreement. We're not elevated. Uh, we're not elevated divas, and we're not about that life. So, I can't wait. It's not the first time, you know. It's not the first time. It's not the last time. It's like what you said. UFC said I could sit out, but um, sitting out would have had to wait till next year, and I wasn't about that, you know. I fight. I like fighting like three times a year. It's only my second one, so you just gotta get in there and get it done, you know. If you believe you're the best fighter in the world, uh, these are things that the best fighter in the world will do. Yeah, Max, you Hey, hey wait, Ryan, Ryan, yeah. Ryan, Ryan, real quick. Max Holloway's new merch is out. That everything he just said. So, Max, 10% for me for teeing you up there. You see that? You see how I teed you up? You got to drop your new merch. Give my 10%, son. 
Oh man. Hey, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need one of the sweatshirts for sure. But Max, you talked about being a fighter. And even uh Volk comes out and says, you know what, I respect Max for saying he'd take this fight, for fighting when he doesn't have to. Do you feel like you still have something to prove though every time you step into octagon? Or do you think that you deserve that title shot? Everybody knows that you de- deserve that title shot, and it's just about walking in this fight and winning. You know, at the end of the day is it is what you said, you know. Um I just want to fight. I'm a fighter, man. You know, you want to be the pound for pound baddest man on the planet, then uh, that's what you do, you know. Uh, in the old gladiator days, you didn't walk around with a scale. You didn't tell them, oh, give me like two weeks, I'll be ready. You know, you just you just show up and you just fought. And uh, that's what we want to do, you know. I believe I'm the best guy in the world right now. I believe I'm the baddest and the daddest man. So uh, <laughs> if anybody got a problem with that, then come see me. Max, when you look at Yair Rodriguez, what do you see in this game that causes concern, if there's any? And what does a great performance look like to Max Holloway on Saturday night? Um, he's a dangerous man, super explosive. Um, he got a lot of spinning stuff, a little, a lot of unorthodox stuff. So I'm looking forward to it, you know. And I want to go out there. What was the last one? I do like 790 punches oh or God. something. Yeah, hey bro, it if was the craziest to, like, thing I've ever seen. That was crazy. If we can if we can get to like nine hundred, that'd be great for this one. So I, I just you know just trying to raise the bar. Hey, so 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 Max, you know uh, I'm new to this game, right? I'm I'm new to working in MMA, but I've always been a huge fan. So I sit my son in front of the TV and we watch YouTube videos. And some of those YouTube videos we watch was uh, you versus Brian Ortega. Uh, I made I made him watch uh, you versus uh, Calvin Qatar. And so when you think about fighting a guy like Rodriguez and you talk about him being kind of unorthodox being explosive the the spinning stuff do you have to go into the first round and feel him out especially with you saying you don't spar anymore you don't do some of those things is it a feeling out process because we we're so used to seeing you start right away and apply that pressure for every single round I will see what happens you know we see what happens it's just it's like every other game you know you you played sports and you <laughs> you played in the NFL so you know how it is you know it's a uh, <laughs> We're going to approach it. We're going to approach it any single way. You know, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to see what he gives, how it feels, how I'm feeling. And, uh, you know, the best expression on the move, you know. It's hard, it's hard to stop a, stop a train. So I can't wait to go out there and uh, do the damn thing. Max, I know Ryan's so arrogant. I wish you pretended you didn't know who he was. Because this <laughs> dude right here likes to try to suck up, make friends. So you go there. You play well, DC, in the NFL. DC, be, be, thing, be real. Next thing DC. I have to deal with is Ryan talking about his Super Bowl ring. DC. He talk about it. Max, this dude talk about his Super Bowl ring. That's a lie. Boy. I believe I believe you, bro. D- I know DC. And this guy is the biggest liar ever. everywhere. He's, he's <laughs> one of those guys that carry his UFC belts around. Does he have one there? <laughs> oh, you're lying. He probably has hey. one there, brother. Max, we're, every time we start the I, show, every time we start the show, hey, I'm DC, two-division champ. <laughs> oh, I, I, I ran the UFC. I was a short guy, and I fought heavyweights, and I beat them up. Like, that's that's every time we do the show, Max. Like, there are certain times yeah, wait, we're wait, talking wait, wait, about wait. fighters, and I got to be like, yeah, DC, bro. stop talking about this yourself. Like, Max is fighting. 100%. Hey, Max, 100%. Max, this dude, Max, this dude right here don't want to. Hey, bro, we, we got a script that we're supposed to follow, and we're supposed to ask questions. But here you go, on a tangent again, being all focused. <laughs> Stay focused, Ryan. You're not supposed to be acting like this. Every time my friends come, Ryan starts behaving this way. Now, Max, I got a question for you. Conor McGregor continues to chirp at you. When you seem to, to have business, a lot of people 
want to talk about the big fight, right? Dustin Poirier took a fight with Conor over a title fight. Mm -hmm. But you are just mm -hmm. doing business as usual. Does that it, does it make you happy that he keeps chirping at you because you know the big fight is out there for you? Or would you wish the guy kind of would just go recover and do his own thing for a little bit? I mean, you know, at the end of the day, that's one I want to get back to, you know. And um, like you said, you know, um, with uh, with Nate and Dustin still being there, I know that's on top of Connor's list. But the big fight, if you know, you can go call Hunter. You like, you got Hunter's number. Go ask him. You know, anybody <laughs> at forty five, fifty five, besides those names I just said, tell him, tell him what fight he's gonna bring the numbers. You know, mm -hmm. in pay per views, and uh, my name come up. A lot of people forget that. Uh, when I beat you in the daddest man on the planet, you know, Olympics, whatever you want to call it, a, I, was I, won. Fight, I was supposed to fight the week after that. No, I, I won. I got the shoes. So yeah, he definitely got the shoes. That, but we was going to show up that week and uh, be the feeling, you know, we was going to be the, we was a backup fighter for that fight. And uh, a lot of people forget. So at the end of the day, it's right there. But like you said, first things first, one step at a time. I got Yeri Regis on, uh, on Saturday and uh, I can't wait. But Max, you're talking about being the fill-in for fights. You're fighting Yair when you don't have to fight. For a long time, you struggled even getting down to 145. It was mm. so difficult. Have you changed things now to where you're able to make weights easier? Or or is yeah. it still as difficult? Yeah. No, no, it's way easier. I got this thing called uh, a wife. Shout out to my <laughs> wife, Alessa. She, uh, she be chefing it up. She be making sure. She be telling me when I look a little pudgy, so... She's been doing a, a bunch of great meals, you know, ever since she came into me and my son's life. it's uh, It's been amazing, man, to say the least. So life's been great. Uh, and like you said, you know, I, I, I used to look like DC out of fight. So, <laughs> oh, out of fight camp, man. So. <laughs> I could tell you he came to Vegas for the ultimate fighter and his jeans didn't fit. I went with Max <laughs> to the store to buy new jeans. We, I've actually witnessed him buying new jeans. To even oh, go places because his pants didn't fit. He was so heavy. And and DC didn't help because that's when he introduced me to the good doc. And it was the terrible. Good doctor. I had to <laughs> me that. Hey, man, listen. You got to stay away from sodas and you got to stay away from DC. This is my last <laughs> question. And I'm always excited to you know, to, to know this kind of pre-fight so I can go tell my friends I know these things. What Max Holloway can we expect to get in the octagon this weekend? When you think of the best of the best in sports journalism, who do you think of? I think of Tim Bontomps. I think of Rainer Banks at ESPN. I think of Michael Vaccaro of the New York Post, Rachel Axon from USA Today, and of course, Adrian Wojnarowski of the Woj Pod. Y'all know our guy Woj. He drops bombs. St. Bonaventure University leveraged the insights from this successful alumni group to develop their online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism program. These days, it's not enough to be skilled in traditional news reporting. Journalists need a variety of digital competencies like social media storytelling, podcasting, mobile experiences, and more. St. Bonaventure understands what it takes to be this modern-day journalist and how to tell compelling stories. The St. Bonaventure Sports Journalism Master's Program is 100% online, has several start dates throughout the year, and can be completed in as few as 18 months. Visit SBU journalism.com to follow your passions for athletics and story to storytelling today. That's SBU journalism.com. No matter what you're trying to accomplish at work, it takes a team coming together and to make it happen. Teams come in all shapes and sizes, but they aren't always on the same page. Tools and processes often hold back teams by limiting visibility and the flow of information to make good decisions. Jira service management from Atlassian empowers it teams to work together to deliver a great service experience at a high velocity. Jira Service Management helps teams of all sizes work together to deliver great experience 
in the service experience IT development and business teams can use Jira service management to manage requests and respond to changes at lightning speed. Teams can customize service portals and workflows to support customer requests at a scale. Though a single collaborative solution, teams have better visibility into work of others and information flows more freely. Development and operation teams can manage changes with confidence. Jira service management empowers teams and empowers teams and empower teams deliver great services. So you can learn more at Atlassian.com slash Jira service management. That's Atlassian.com slash Jira service management. Ryan, that is Atlassian.com Jira service management. I mean, the one to expect is if you got friends that never watched the fights, I always tell you guys, you want them to get into MMA, you make them watch uh, one of my fights. And uh, this weekend, here's your chat. Uh, get your friends, get your family members, get everybody that you want to watch MMA to tune into this fight because it's going to be fireworks. It's going to be fun, and um, it's going to be nonstop. I can't wait. Max, every time you go in there, bro, I know we joke. You are just tremendous, man. Absolutely. Next level. Absolutely. People pay. Thank you, brother. Was that, was that Max? No, I'm just saying absolutely, uh, man. <laughs> Max, people pay the big bucks to go watch Max Holloway performing. Every time I'm able, I love sitting next to the octagon. Hey, I'm not allowed anymore, champ, because they say I'm too biased towards you. They say I'm trying to sway people. I got Alexander Volkanovsky. Well, well, hopefully, you're, hopefully you're in there. Tell Dano I give you tickets or something. I need somebody to chat when I'm fighting. And I, <laughs> no, no, I, no. I like having that stories. That's the best part. That was crazy. Hey, champ, good luck this weekend. Much love, brother. Miss you. Can't wait to see you next time. And you just rest and recover and show out this weekend, man. Good luck, brother. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank yeah. you, brother. You guys have a good one. You too, man. Well, we can't keep Max too long, but you know who we can talk about? We can talk about keeps. This is for all you men out there and you are tired of losing your hair. We got a solution for you. Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. Convenient virtual doctor cons consultations and medications delivered straight to you door every three months. You don't have to even leave your house. It's low cost. Treatments start at $10 per month. And Keeps offers generic versions as well. It comes in discreet packaging with proven results. And Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. Prevention is key. Treatments can take four to six months to see results, so act fast. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash DC to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's right, slash DC because RC has hair. That's keeps.com slash DC <laughs> to get your first month free. Keeps.com slash DC. You know, <laughs> you know what, Ryan? Ryan, y'all about to say that. You reading the Keeps ad, but you definitely don't need them. But let me tell you, Ryan, no matter what you're trying to accomplish at work, it takes a team coming together to make it happen. Teams come in all shapes and sizes, but they aren't always on the same page. Tools and processes often hold back teams by limiting visibility and the flow of information to make good decisions. Jira Service Management from Atlassian empowers IT teams to work together to deliver a great service experience at a high velocity. Jira Service Management helps teams of all sizes work together to deliver great experience in the service experience, IT development, and business teams can use Jira service management to manage requests and respond to changes at lightning speed. Teams can customize service portals and workflows to support customer requests at a scale. Though, 
A single collaborative solution, teams have better visibility into work of others and information flows more freely. Development and operation teams can manage changes with confidence. Jira service management empowers teams and empowers teams and empower teams deliver great services. So you can learn more at Atlassian.com slash Jira service management. That's Atlassian.com slash Jira service management. Ryan, that is Atlassian.com Jira service management. Well, listen, we didn't sold Dr. Pepper. We've sold merchandise. <laughs> we all know that Max Holloway is more my guy than DC's, but we can expect fireworks from him. Blasphemous. It is not blasphemous, Stephen A. We can expect Blasphemy. fireworks from him this weekend. But hey, guys, in UFC 267, UFC 268, we had absolute fireworks. We had great walkouts. We had huge knockouts. We had great submissions and also some of the best fights we've seen this year. And so, DC, I ask you, Let's give away some awards. This is the DC. Oh, look at that pendant, and, RC. Hey, th 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 we got to get us one of them. You know what I mean? This is the I DC and RC best fight from UFC 267 and 268. DC, you go first. You know what, man? And I hope you don't steal my answers, you know, but my best fight is going to be, uh, I'm going to go out on the limb here, uh, Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler. It was an absolute war of attrition. Both of these guys fought with so much heart. I spoke to Justin Gaethje yesterday, and this dude is over the moon about his performance. Uh, Michael Chandler feels now, as he is a day and a half removed, that he could have made some changes that would have allowed for him to win. This fight had everything, Ryan. Ryan, it's like a great movie. You cuddle up on the couch with your wife. You get the emotion. You get the laughs. You get the cheers. This fight had it all. DC, DC, weren't we talking about this particular category before we came on and did you or did you not say you were not picking Gaethje and Chandler I could be wrong did you no I'm asking a question I'm asking a question have was, we moved have we moved that was the time have we moved before. from cheating have we moved from cheating no. to lying Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers well, Aaron Rodgers oh. are we now are we now Aaron Rodgers are hey, we bro, now listen, using listen. deceit hey hey listen before, like, our microphones weren't working, so I couldn't hear what you were saying and that you were going to pick. So I just went ahead and picked the one that I thought. Hey, Ryan, listen, I enjoyed that fight so much, Ryan, that yesterday I did a brand-new episode of Detail on ESPN Plus by gotta Daniel Cormier I'm on gonna watch the that. Justin Gaethje I'm gonna watch versus that. Michael Chandler fight. Boy, he's got, they got a lot of little things that happened in there, Ryan, yeah. that you'll appreciate. Now, I absolutely 100% so agree with you. So what's your best fight? What's your best fight? This is the best fight, fight for me, and it wasn't close. It gave me absolutely everything I wanted from it. Michael Chandler talked before the fight about there being fireworks and about not being scared to go to a dark place. And obviously, Justin, Justin Gaethje feels the exact same way. I love it when dudes talk the talk and then get in the octagon and walk the walk. And we saw that from both of these men. They were able to take and absorb punishment. They also dished it out and they never quit. Michael Chandler even dropped his hands in the last round and allowed Justin Gaethje to tee off on him. First off, if my face is already cut and my nose looks like that, you're not punching me in my face for free. It's not <laughs> happening. But that's how tough these two men were. Justin Gaethje said that these dudes were brought up in the wrong time, that they should have been fighting in coliseums as gladiators. And I truly oh believe goodness. that. And so, D DC, now it is time for us to move on to... You don't want to do that, Ryan. Ryan, DC. you don't want to do that. Ryan, Why you we... don't want to let me go first every time. 
because it's going to give the idea. I'm going with the best walkout. Can I can I go now? Best can you walkout. go first? I'm going first. The best walkout okay, go ahead. right away is Chris Barnett. And that's easy. Like, everybody knows that, right? My dog came out with the Harlem Shake bomb. bomb. He said he brought back G. Dimps, P. Diddy. Like, I, I think, you know, he captured what New York was and what New York is, right? New York is about entertainment. When, when you're in Madison yep. Square Garden, the people don't just come to see a fight. They come to see a show. And he gave us a show. And not only did he give us a show walking up to the octagon, but for a big man to be that agile... Right. The spinning head kick and then the flip into the sit down. Okay. Everything about right. this dude's performance was great from start to finish. Chris Barnett, Chris Barnett said that him and John Volante is like me versus Stipe if you order it on Wish. He told us that all <laughs> in the week before the fight. The dude has personality through the roof. He's tremendously athletic. But for me, my best walkout, because it might be the last time I saw the walkout, Frankie Edgar's run. To the octagon, to the you know he listens to the notorious big For sure. as he runs to the octagon, and I don't know if Frankie's gonna fight again. I hope he does, but because he was fighting a pretty good fight, but yeah, that run from Frankie Edgar to the octagon in New York when he's just from Jersey, it was fantastic, and the energy in the arena matched the walkout. Now Ryan, here's another category. Okay, the best finish. Okay, over you go the first. For the last two weeks, you go first. Now, now the last. Two have been UFC 268. Great fights all across the board. They had six knockouts in a row last week. Alex Pereira. I mean, those guys all look mm -hmm. tremendous. Barnett's. But I'm going back to Abu Dhabi. Mm. I'm going back to Abu Dhabi. And I'm going back to Islam Makashev's Kimura lock against Dan Hooker. I'm, hey, listen. Not only was it impressive, but it's also impressive because you're doing it against one of the top six guys in the world. You're doing it in a massive situation, and all the stakes that were tied to Islam Makhachev's submission. DC, I have a question. In his MS, in his MSG moment, he not only went and delivered. DC, he went and did the same thing that Habib did. That was DC. That was crazy. Before I give you mine, DC, can I ask you a question? Yes, 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 yes. How are you such a great fighter yet you're so predictable? What do you mean? How you figure you, you so you you actually thought I was going to say something different? No, because. I, Prior to the, the show, you said, oh, DC's going to pick this. You said I did not, this. I did not say that, DC. Listen, for, for, for mine, uh, you know, you mentioned Frankie Eggers' walkout. For mine, it was Marlon Vera. And, 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 and here's why. To, 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 be, to be taken down the way he was early on in this fight and to spend so much time on his back and then to land that front kick on one of the best fighters of our era. A guy who's actually kind of defied size, defied time, yep. and, and, and been in the octagon with people bigger than him and been in the octagon and outworked certain people to, to see him fight the way he did in the first couple of rounds. And then for Marlon Vera Look to at finish that. Look that, at that, Ryan. Look at that. Yeah, that is bad right there. He, he's not even fighting Frankie Edgar right now. I don't, that guy. I don't even know who that is. And that's what makes you guys different. That's what makes Frankie Edgar different. That's what makes Marlon Vera different. And he, and he said there was no disrespect in it, but that's how you finish a fight. And now, DC, we're going to yeah. move to the best performance. Because I know for you, you know, you're going to probably go back to Islam or somebody hey, else, hey, somebody hey, else, somebody else in Habib camps camp. But for me, <laughs> the, the, the best, the, the best is going to be 
Alex Pereira. And here's why. Mm. If, 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 you're, if you're following fighting, you know that he has a history with Israel Adesanya. You know that he's yes. beaten him twice, knocked him out once. And so this debut is important. This debut or this signing was all over social media for one reason. We've watched a king rule 185 without a true challenger not right now. And he comes in and he finishes with the, the flying knee in the middle of the octagon. I'm talking about this wasn't let me run from one side of the octagon and get there. This is straight up right in front of you. I'm going to hit you with this well-timed knee and the fight is over. And I've seen some mm. posts from Israel Adesanya's YouTube page where he's kind of watching. He's saying it's about to happen. And then it finally does happen. This is setting up. He just Alex just got to keep winning because this is setting mm. up where we get a fight, where we watch somebody that's going to stand toe-to-toe at 6-4 with Israel Adesanya that will not be scared of the striking, and this was the start of it. Rogan said that this dude is made of, like, metal. He said when he hits people, he just hits different. Now, there's been some tremendous performance over the last three weeks, and I'm not going to pick multiples because you'll get mad at me, but let me tip my cap to Piotr Jan. Let me tip my cap to Rose Namajunas. Let me tip my cap to the champ, Kamaru Usman. But honestly, the last two weeks belongs to the 42-year-old Glover Teixeira, who became the light heavyweight champion at 42 years old, beating Jan Bohovic, um by submission. Did not make it even close. Yeah. You know, and Glover yeah. said to me last week in, in New York, he goes, because he was with Pereira, and he goes, uh, D.C., I can. It feels good. Everybody wanted to see me win. Yeah. He goes, and honestly, it was weird because it almost felt like Jan wanted to see me win. Right. The way that the fight played out. So uh, I'm going. I'm going Glover to share, man. 42 years old to become the champ for the first time. Unbelievable. So right now, DC, we're going to move on to the next thing, and I think the next thing is the best prospect dc so from these fights in 267 and 268 who do you have as your best prospects coming out of those weekends so let me ask you a question islam makashev is he still a prospect or no no I'm just DC. Asking. he's not a, dc he's not asking. a prospect anymore he's not a champion we, he's, yet. he's top he's five dc yet. he's top five like stop being lazy bro you want what me to go? Mean, bro? Do you want me to go? Well, no, I got I'm going it. I got in. It. I'm going in, come. Gary. I'm going in, oh, Gary. Okay. Our okay. Irish takeover too. That's what we're here for. <laughs> we're here for the Irish takeover too. We did not come here just to be here. We came here to take over, and that's what we're oh, going to so see. You're buying a, oh, so you're drinking the Kool Aid again? I'm drinking you're the Kool Aid because we're talking about <laughs> prospects, DC. We're not talking about people who are already top five. <laughs> we're talking about people who enter the octagon with the following, with the name with some buzz, and then they deliver not only mm. when they fight, but after the fight on the microphone. Mm. You're up, DC. Well, you oh, know, so you got to look, look at your phone and try to figure yeah, yeah, it out? I got to look at, you I can't gotta go look at my notes real quick. Well, but I, gotta, I, can't, I can't pick the guy that I wanted to pick. So let me look. As I look into my notes here, I'm going to go with, look, you see this? These are my notes here. You, you, know, who, you know who actually I'm going to pick? You know who I'm going to pick? And he might not be a prospect per se because he's been in the game so long. But Chris Curtis. Chris okay. Curtis making his UFC debut against Phil Hawes, really getting beat up early. Yep. And then finishing it in the way that he did. No one made an impression like Chris Curtis because for as good as Ian Gary looked, Ian Gary was losing that fight for the vast majority. Chris right. Curtis was kind of losing, but he was processing yeah. things. And you knew that if Phil Hawes continued to play with fire, he was going to go to sleep. And for Chris Curtis, who could have fought Phil Hawes on one day's notice, and Phil said no, 
he took advantage of the extra time, prepared mm-hmm. himself, and made a massive impression okay. on the masses by knocking out Phil Hawks. Okay, I, I give you that, DC. But right now we you know like that? when we go like back that? when we go back to our picks, I tapped you out, I submitted you because again I win. But let's get a little bit Dude, of it's you time. Can't just, it's time. You can't it's just time. score for yourself every time. DC. You can't just score for yourself every DC. time. It's time. Tap in, yes. tap out, bro. Tap in, tap oh, out. It's time. It's time. Okay. Okay, okay. Let's go. Deron Williams will fight former NFL star running back Frank Gore in a boxing match on the Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury card December 18th in Tampa, Florida. ESPN ringside tweet. What do you think about this, C? Are you tapping in or tapping out on this basketball football match? In. I'm all the way in, son, because I saw Frank Gore on the pants. Frank Gore was shadow boxing. Frank Gore didn't look that bad. Deron Williams actually owns Fortis MMA in Dallas. So he's been in the gym for a while. I'm tapped. Look at Frank Gore. Look at Frank Gore, right? Uh, look at him moving. DC. Come on, Frank. DC, I'm tapped. DC, I'm tapped all the way out. I am tapped. Why? Because I don't, I don't want to see any more basketball players. I don't want to see any more football oh, players. You're we saw. We you don't s- see Frank hey, Gore? Guys, 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 guys. DC, we saw, we saw Nate Robinson. We saw what happened. <laughs> Right. I saw Ocho Cinco and it looked good for three oh. rounds. And then Ocho Cinco bit the mat, too. I don't want to see this. This feels to me like it's going to be like when Rocky and Apollo both punched each other and fell on the ground. That's what I'm picturing <laughs> when I get to this fight. And so no, I'm tapping out. I'm tapping out. And that's it. Corporate Jake, please just give me the next one. <laughs> First, it was professional pillow fighting. Then it was phone booth boxing. Oh my now we have Siamese twins kickboxing. Oh what? Tap in or what? tap out on Siamese twins oh. boxing. Wait. Wait. Siamese twins is people that's like kind of stuck together? That's what Siamese twins are? Yes, DC. That's what Siamese twins oh. are. That's why they're fighting in the same shirt, oh, DC. No way. No way. No way. It feels wrong. It actually feels... Ryan, it almost feels like could, parody. Could, it feels it feels like right, it, it feels like Ryan, it's insulting. Can we agree, RC, can we agree that as much as we love Hasbullah and Abdu, it, it's a little bit wrong to yeah. be having these little dudes fight. It's kind of, I'm it, tapping this out. feels like that. I am tapping this out. This feels wrong. Yeah, I'm this tapping out. This feels wrong. I'm tapping out. This, I'm tapping hey, out. Jake. Jake, I don't know where you found that. And also like, who, this feels wrong. And, and also too, DC, not everybody knows someone that's a southpaw. Right. What if we're both righties? How are we going to fight if we're both if we're both ortho, I mean, you know, if we're both orthodox fighters? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are these real Siamese twins, Corporate Jake? Is what I need to no, know. Like, there are pe- these two people in the shirt? They're just people in the shirt, DC. They're not real Siamese no, I thought, twins. Hey, I thought we had a couple real Siamese twins in no, there fighting, Ryan. Ryan, Gosh. I thought we had a couple real Siamese this is, twins in there. This is Lafayette to New Orleans education. <laughs> Go, Jake. No, private school education is where you went. While in New York private last week, school. our own Daniel Cormier took to the Barclays Center to watch the Nets while enjoying some oh chicken fingers. <laughs> so that, that got us thinking. RC, tap in or tap out chicken fingers are the best stadium or arena food? I tap out. I tap out oh, for crazy. sure. Chicken wings are better than chicken fingers. If, you, if you've ever been in a stadium or an arena with chicken wings, they're better than chicken fingers. Popcorn is the number one stadium <laughs> food, period. Followed, if you go chicken wings, popcorn, also hot dogs are above uh-uh. chicken fingers. So you're putting chicken and, fingers all the way down and, there? And, 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 way below nachos. Way. Oh. 
You do. You do. You Nonsense. have DC. You have never been at a park softball game and taken chicken fingers over nachos. You're not going to tell me that. And French fries. Ryan. French fries Ryan. are a better stadium well, food than chicken fingers. Well, here's the problem. We're talking to a guy with a size 31 waist, talking about stadium food. It ain't like Ryan Clark's ever ate food in the stadium. You listen to the guy who wears the big pants. You listen to the guy that actually sits in the game and eats chicken fingers. Ryan, nachos are way too messy. Nachos are way too messy to eat in the stadium. It's not my fault you're not an adult. Hey, people are right next to you. People are crossing through your lap, backing into you. The, the the chicken finger's safe. The chicken finger's clean. It doesn't make a mess. So so so, so, so DC. So you're going for the safe food, Mister Two Division eat, Champ. Also good. Hey, safe and good though. Hey, the hot dog. The hot dog puts up a pretty good fight with the chicken finger. But the reality is, Ryan, the Barclays Center has DC. some of the best chicken fingers known okay. to man. DC, I have a question. Is a hot dog yes. a sandwich? Hot dog would technically be a sandwich. A yes, hot dog is not a, a sandwich. It is between a bun, two slices of bread with the hot dog in the middle. It it's not two slices. Of, it's not two slices of bread. It's one it piece two, of bread no, with two it is sides. Not one piece DC, of, Ryan, it's two slices of bread. Close the hot dog. Ryan, have you ever had? I'm, I don't know. I'm even asking you this. But in Louisiana, all you got to do is boil a sausage, throw it between two pieces of bread. And that's a sandwich. It's that's a sandwich. A that's not a hot dog. That's a sausage sandwich, DC. You can it's go to like sandwich. you can so go good. to like the corner. You can get a hot sausage sandwich, or you can yeah, get a yeah, regular good. sausage sandwich. They're put. They, it might be bougie. French bread, or it might be bunny yeah, bread. DC, a hot dog. I don't dog know about is, this bougie. I don't know about this bougie way of saying sausage, but this sausage, the way you say sausage, people in New Orleans are gonna smack you around when they see you because you know you're supposed to say sausage. You ain't supposed to say sausage. DC. What is this? This, this is just this rich Ryan Clark now. You start to really turn on your people. No, I'm not. Sausage. First off, you turned on Habib. You turned on Max. You're now all about Islam, Hamzat. It really seems like you're about <laughs> what have you done for me lately? Who's the new oh my God. flashy thing I can be a part of? But again, this is another DC and RC. We fought through technical difficulties to bring you another bomb show. You're crazy. That's my guy, DC. I'm RC. Y'all be good.